Welcome to the Ultimate Dentist Podcast. Join us to hear success stories of various individuals and learn clinical and life hacks to help you become the ultimate dentist. Hi there, I hope you are doing great. I recently finished my last weekend of hands-on course for this year and I had an amazing time and I feel that I've taken one more step in the forward direction for achieving my goal of helping every general dental practitioner in becoming a full mouth reconstructive dentist. I am a general dental practitioner. I strongly feel that if I can do full mouth reconstruction, then anyone of you can do full mouth reconstruction with right training and support. However, I did not start doing full mouth reconstruction from day one of my dentistry. And I strongly believe in having fundamentals right. You need to have this strong foundation of dentistry. Yes, it seems or feels sexy to, you know, do full mouth reconstruction or do complex implant surgeries, bigger cases, you know, smile makeovers. But every journey starts from them taking that firm first step, which is foundation. Every building, the biggest building in the world is built with the foundation first. So I strongly believe that before you start thinking about tackling full mouth reconstruction, you need to have your fundamentals right. And I would like to discuss today four fundamentals in in particular. And from next few podcasts, I will then elaborate these four fundamentals in more details. So uh, to simplify, there are four things I feel that you need, or four skills I feel that you need to master before learning full mouth reconstruction. Skill number one is diagnosis and treatment planning. And I strongly feel that many of patients, especially in UK, are undertreated because of the system we are in, because of our conservative mentality, which is not a bad thing. But sometimes it can go over, overboard and we monitor things where we should be really actively treating something. And I have cases after cases where patient came to see me with severe tooth wear. Now, if that patient would have been picked up maybe 15 years, 16 years, 20 years before, he would have needed this kind of invasive treatment. Um, some sort of a dietary advice or mouth guard would have been suffice or at least delayed uh, the the progression of tooth wear. And, you know, many times I've seen that cases where dentists are just too reluctant to do any active treatment due to possibly lack of confidence or litigation or, dare I say, lack of interest in dentistry. Now, we are in profession where you know, if you're not interested in doing in what you do, then you're not only harming yourself, but you're actually doing injustice to your patient because the patient who is coming, walking through your door and, you know, you're not interested in dentistry, then, you know, you, you may not be as enthusiastic in advising patient. Yes, you. Um, I, I don't feel anyone who is practicing dentistry will actively not do the treatment which is in benefit of patient but there are you you would have seen dentists who are really enthusiastic and really look everything in detail or there are dentists who do five minutes checkups uh, for one reason or the other and again i don't want to blame the system or any dentist per se but what i'm trying to say is that if someone who is not interested in doing 
dentistry or medicine or the field of that kind, then we're not harming ourselves, but we are harming the person who is coming to us for help. Now, by just the fact that you're listening to this podcast means that you really want to improve your dentistry or you're interested in doing what you are doing. Otherwise, you wouldn't be listening to this podcast. And that's a one step forward that, you know, you want to constantly encourage yourself into learning different things and, you know, updating things. Um, actually, there's a funny incident. While I'm recording this podcast, I have a book on a toothware next to my my laptop and my son just walked in before and he asked me, oh, did you write another book? I said, no, this is the book I'm reading. And, you know, although I've written books about full mouth reconstruction, I'm still reading books. I'm still doing, you know, attending courses and learning more and more. And the day I feel that I've learned enough, I think I'm going to stop dentistry because you can never learn enough uh, in dentistry. Coming back to my point of diagnosing and treatment planning, we know from the survey done from by Dental Protection that there are one nine in ten uh, nine out of ten dentists who are afraid of litigation there are i think 74 percent of the dentists would actively not do the treatment because they are afraid of litigation and there are 62 percent of the dentists who were who said that they would actively refer patient because they are worried about litigation so litigation is a big thing However, if you're just worried about litigation, then we will not be able to do any treatment because you can get litigated by even doing a checkup, to be honest. So what we need to do is first, we need to do our best and document that you've done our best. And that's the only thing we can do. So yes, we are in, in the world we are in, and we need to make most of it. So, But I wouldn't want you to have that as a limiting factor where you don't want to progress. Um, so, so diagnosis is the key thing. And then, of course, because the treatment may involve um, a lot of work, the treatment planning is the next thing which you may not feel comfortable with. And I'm talking about diagnosing single tooth. I'm not talking about full mouth reconstruction. So here, just to, just to be clear, these four skills are related to single tooth dentistry, not a full mouth reconstruction. So before you start doing full mouth reconstruction, you need to be good at doing diagnosing caries, periodontal diseases, um, tooth wear, um, patients, you know, habits or grinding patterns, uh, whether this is an erosive case or, you know, attrition um, or combination. Most of the time it's combination, but there is one dominating factor than the other. So you need to you need to be able to diagnose and, you know, you need to be able to let's say you've got deep caries, you should be taking PAs to assess whether there is a periapical lesion because we know that there are asymptomatic tooth teeth which doesn't give pain but they may have periapical lesion just because patient has really deep caries. So this is like a, um, a very basic dentistry but we need to be very good at that. You would be surprised how many times I've seen caries which is biting with the deep caries and dentist gone ahead and did the filling not taken a PA and then tooth became palpatic um, or painful and 
you know, when you take a PRA is a big lesion. Now you don't know whether the lesion was there before or after. So you need to, yes, we want to protect patients from radiation, but at the same time, we want appropriate information for our correct, correct diagnosis. So, so diagnosis and treatment planning is the fundamental. Once you've done that, you need to then be able to communicate that with pay, to patient. And one of the biggest factor which helps in communication is photography. And the number of time I have asked dentists that do they take any photos and they smile and, you know, they know that how particular I am about photos and they, you know, they will say, oh yeah, maybe few patients a day, but that's not enough. You need to take photographs for every single patient. Now I have been working under national health system in the UK as well. Uh, I've worked for a few number of years, uh, not at the moment, but I used to work and I used to still take photographs for almost 95% of my patients even under national health system, because patient is a patient. You know, they all deserve the the best. And, you know, when you explain it to them, um, you know, because it's a health related, I'm sure that they will choose the best option, which is for them, which they can go for. But you, you need to be able to communicate with them. I'm not, I, you know, you know, strangely enough, I'm still, I'm doing a podcast, but I still don't feel comfortable with my words. And that's why I feel that photography helped me so much that, you know, patient doesn't feel, they don't have a doubt when I show patients something that, you know, was there in their mouth, they don't have a doubt that I'm I'm lying. Or, you know, if I tell them that you have a crack line in your tooth, you know, I can show it to them. I don't need to justify myself. Uh, you know, if there is a large caries, I can show them x-ray or photographs. And I don't need to justify myself. I just need to tell them that this is what they have in their mouth. So the first barrier is gone. Patients, they, they don't, I don't need their trust to trust me. I'm just showing it to them. And photography also helps you in lots of other ways. We are, I am going to discuss photography a bit more in detail in coming podcast. But photography is the must. If you're not taking photos of your patient, then this is something you sh must start before you do any full mouth reconstruction. You know, start with single tooth dentistry, document your cases. When you look back on your cases, you will learn so much. And I've learned so much from my cases over the years. You know, I see, I look at some of my cases which I've done 10 years ago and I think, what was I even thinking doing this? And I, I thought I did a really good job back then. So, you know, and, and that's what I want to feel 10 years ahead now, because that means that you are learning. But if you're not really going back and seeing what you did, uh, you won't be able to compare that notes. So photography, I hope I have. Now, if you don't have a camera in this day and age, you know, you can get really cheap DSLR cameras secondhand um, and you know in the next podcast I will go through a little bit more in detail but you can get, you don't have to spend thousands of pounds to get the setup done um, you can apparently take photos from your phone there are mic, mic um, there are some special lenses available I don't have it and you obviously need to regulate with the GDPR regulations um, but I, I would say just invest in camera before you even invest in loops or anything else, invest in a good camera because that will help you in communicating with patient. So the next thing is communication. Now, this is tied in with litigation. If your communication is really good, if you have your patient by your side and if patient feels that 
you are giving your 100% and you're helping them and you're doing your best, if something goes wrong, patient will understand. They will be disappointed. Don't get me wrong. They will be disappointed and so will you be as well. Um, but they will understand. Communication is the key to avoid litigation because yes, you, you can make comprehensive notes and everything, but we all know that, you know, if someone needs to find a loophole, it's quite easy. You know, you cannot write every single thing in the notes. So the idea is to not to go there where we need to rely on our notes. You need to have a really good communication, really good rapport with patient. And that becomes so much important when you are doing full matric construction because you will be seeing that patient again and again and again. This week alone, I have rejected two patients that I'm, I've told them that I'm, I cannot do treatment for them because I just didn't have a good vibe from them. I don't feel that um, they, they were understanding. I felt that they were too, um, they were questioning um as to so one patient was coming up with um, whatever i proposed came up with the internet description of everything with the links and said this site said this this site said this this site said this which is contradicting to what you're saying um i've given all the explanation why what i said why and then i politely told them that you know what i don't think i'm the right dentist to treat you because if someone doesn't trust me, then I would not feel comfortable treating that patient because there is, as you know, there will be always time where, you know, you you are doing something and someone else will completely opposite, will do something completely opposite to you, what you are doing. And you both will be right, but patients do not understand that. That dentistry is not an exact science. You can you can do, you can treat one tooth in 10 different ways. Um, so, and, and if you try and take consent of that, like 10 different treatment plans, patient will get really confused. You will get confused and then you both will go nowhere. Um, so, you know, I am, I am quite rigid. Um, it, it doesn't really matter if you're doing a single tooth dentistry. It's, it, the implications are much less. However, the lack of communication and the implication of that with full mouth reconstruction is much more pronounced. So um, you need to make sure that you nail that communication, you nail that rapport building with your patient. Now, I completely understand that you may not be able to communicate with patient who needs full mouth reconstruction as you have not done it before. So, you know, I'm not expecting you to go and propose treatment of full mouth reconstruction to patient and be confident because the confidence will come from the fact that you will achieve, you will learn about full mouth reconstruction. You'll do a couple of cases under mentoring. Uh, you will do proper training. And once you've done that, you'll gain confidence and then you'll be able to communicate with patient full mouth reconstruction. I'm talking about basic skills, you know, rapport building, um, talking to patient. Um, and, you know, you need to, you need to learn all the communication, listening, good listening, um, <clears throat> not to talk jargon. I mean, I, mentor dentists and you know you would be surprised how much jargon language we use when we talk to dentists and this is something very um, active in my mind when I am talking to dentists and I, I actively avoid using jargon because as a dentist and especially as a teacher um, you know I can be 
I can go very technical and I don't really want to with patient because patient need to understand in the layman terms. But I've listened to so many dentists and we did uh, recently a communication course um, and I, I've heard and, you know, so much jargon sometimes goes around um, and so much complexity because it, the dentists themselves haven't made things simple in their mind. So next time when you, when patient comes in, before you communicate, prepare. Prepare how you're going to talk to patient about single restoration, like single crown versus onlays. What's the difference between root canal versus extraction? Uh, what are the options of replacement of the tooth? Just, just maybe even write it down and then re read it. And you will know um, there's a very good um, speech-to-text uh, app called Otter AI, where you can just speak and it will just type in notes. Obviously, there are dental terms and which you may need to correct, but it's pretty accurate. And if it can, if it can sort of understand my accent, then you know, you, I'm sure you guys are much better than me. So make sure that you record yourself on Otter, um, just re while rehearsing, and then go back and read it what you said, and you will be surprised how much jargon you're using. So make sure you simplify it. Make sure you have that rapport building skill really nailed down. And the fourth thing is single tooth dentistry, being really good and sound at doing single tooth dentistry. You know, being really good at doing that class one composite restoration, then really good at doing class two composite restoration, then really good at doing incisal edge restoration, and then composite veneers for single tooth or porcelain veneer for single tooth. You know, single tooth crown which is much more difficult, managing occlusion of that single tooth crown. So start with really good single tooth dentistry. And it for, for everyone, it's, it's a different time. So some people would learn all of this within two years. Some people may take time more and some may take just one year. There are some things which doesn't come without experience. You know, um, I've been, I, I'm still... Uh, old school and I feel that you know until you unless you've done something for 10 years um, you do not know what are the implication and how it works I did lots of composite veneers in early of my career and you compare 10 years of composite veneers versus porcelain veneers and they both done really nicely porcelain veneers will obviously outweigh the composite veneers of course, there are indications for both of them. But initially, I just did composite veneers for everything because it was easy. I'm not relying on the lab. Um, you know, now seeing 10 years result of my cases, um, you know, I now choose which cases would be good for composite veneers versus porcelain because I, now I know. And that's why many dentists ask me, oh, I, I, do you teach digital um, full mouth reconstruction. Now, I do digital full mouth reconstruction, but I don't feel that I can teach, um, I can tell you what I do, but I can't teach full mouth reconstruction completely digitally because I haven't done it for long enough. You know, for me, 10 years. Um, but what I can tell you with digital is I, I strongly believe that the technology is there, that, you know, we have the technology now that we can do full mouth reconstruction completely digitally. The problem is the people who are handling that technology. They're still a human factor. 
and um, I it's quite open uh, and I've told openly that I, I've struggled to um, make sure that the technician deliver the work the quality of work I need and um, you know I'm always constantly in a battle of with the technicians and uh, in analog world now digital is even even trickier because you know it's a very diff- different beast you, you you cannot you cannot measure many times you can it, it may look really nice on the computer but when you when you come to in the mouth depending who's done the work it may fit perfectly and you know everything would be really good or it could be disaster so so i'm, I'm i am figuring out the good easy to follow protocol um i always start with very complex protocol and then make it easy 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 as much as i go along um and and the the full monthly construction protocol i taught i'm teaching right now is a reiteration of 10 different protocols and i've simplified it so much um and now i don't think it can be any more simpler than what i've what i've done and same thing i want to do with digital but i digress so um so with regards to single tooth dentistry you need to be really good at doing single tooth dentistry first before you start doing full matric construction after you hone these four skills which is diagnosis and treatment planning photography communication single tooth dentistry then you can learn about full matric construction and then it will be literally learning few bits here and there learning the um a small uh, tips and tricks of full matric construction and it will, everything will fall in places so make sure that you have gone through really good basic training for basic dentistry before you come to doing full matric construction so i hope you found this episode enlightening um in the next few episode i will go through more in detail some of the some of the skills of photography and communication related to full matric construction so i will see you in the next episode meanwhile enjoy